I came across this article titled 34 year old first time home buyer with a 6.9% interest rate says she regrets the house she purchased. Do you have buyer's remorse? My initial reaction was, I bet you this person did no research in the home buying process and that's why they regret their decision because you know, headlines are sensational. But once I read the article, it was even worse. So here's what happened. This person was paying $2,500 a month for rent and their landlord was gonna raise the rent $500. So they decided to buy a home. So you would think they probably settled on a house with a mortgage payment between $2,500 or maybe $3,000. No, this person regrets their home purchase because their mortgage payment is now $3,900. So yeah, of course I would regret my home buying decision too if my living expense went up $1,400. This is why I say focus on your monthly payment and work backwards to figure out a home price. You'll get jammed up like this young lady did if you work the other direction. However, this led me to another article that kind of recapped the home buy experiences of a thousand people in 2022, which I think would be a very good assistance to you because it's easy to make fun of this lady, but you may be in that situation later as well. So we're gonna cover what percentage of people offered over ask last year? What was the average purchase price? How many offers does it actually take to get your home offer accepted? What percentage of people actually bought homes sight unseen? It's higher than I thought. How long does it take for your offer to actually get accepted? What compromises do folks have to make? What regrets do they have to make? What percentage of people actually put down more than 20% to buy a home? It was actually a lot, a lot, a lot higher than I thought it'd be. And what made the home buying process a lot easier? So let's get into it. Welcome back to House Rich, the first time home buyer show where we help millennials figure out how in the world can I buy my first home. Today we're talking about experiences of folks that bought homes in 2022 and how it can help you in 2023 and beyond. So this research was provided by an organization called Anytime Estimates. And to set the picture, the breakdown of the data was 60% of millennials, 16% Gen Z and 18% of boomers. And there were about a thousand people surveyed in this survey. And this data is actually over a time period from 2021 to 2022. The first thing that stood out to me was the average home price between a first time home buyer and a non first time home buyer. The median home price was 510,000 for a first time home buyer and for a non first time home buyer, it was $450,000. So a couple of things to think about is like, did non first time home buyers, did they were they older folks that bought properties that were going to like downsize? But you got to think about it. Once again, this data is from 66% millennials. So it probably was not somebody downsizing for a forever home. And also people buying their first home probably aren't buying the huge home to begin with, or at least you probably shouldn't be, right? So I think the big takeaway from there was that folks that already owned a home were less likely to make these godfather offers and more likely to take their time than somebody that's like, hey, my lease is almost up. I need to purchase a home, whether I'm offering $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 over ask. If you're a first-time home buyer, one, maybe start your home buying search a lot earlier so you're not impacted by an arbitrary timeline such as your lease expiring. Now let's hear from those people to see how the competitive housing market impact their decision to actually buy a home. So of the people surveyed, 40% bought because of the super low interest rates. 
38% actually increased their budget. So I was like, oh, these rates are less. Let me purchase more house and actually go above my budget to begin with. And maybe once again, I'm making these godfather offers for homes that I didn't really need to if I had maybe stepped back and took my time a little bit more. For 36% of folks that sped up their timeline to buy, most likely impacted by those interest rates, 36% expanded their search location, most likely impacted by the high home prices going out to the suburbs like a lot of folks did to purchase homes, which actually pushed up purchase prices in the suburbs as well. Um, 27% actually purchased smaller homes, decreased their anticipated square footage. And then 25% of folks are just like, man, this uh, this economy is way, way, way too competitive. I'm just going to put off things so the housing market cools down. Here's the thing about waiting for the housing market to cool off. It really never does. It goes up and it levels out and then goes back up, levels out and then goes up, 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 up. Here's the thing. Even the down housing market of last year where home prices were going down every single year, rates were going up, home prices still end the year up about 4% after all of that drama. This year, I think they're expected to maybe go down between 1% and 3%, but then most likely take back off after the Federal Reserve stops artificially raising interest rates. My advice always is to focus on the monthly payment, not necessarily the purchase price, because that first home should not be your dream home. Statistically, you're only going to be in that property like five to eight years. So if you're 25, 35, 40 you're probably going to have another property in the next decade anyway. So don't focus so much on finding that dream or perfect property type. Now let's talk about the folks that offered over asking price. The perception was that in order to get your offer accepted during the time frame, you had to make these grandiose offers over asking price. Only one third of the people surveyed actually offered over asking price. And of that one third, 34% of those offered between one and 10% over asking. So that's not like the huge number you would think, right? And 24% offered between 11 and 20%, 29% offered between 21 and 30%, and 12% of people offered at least 30% over asking price. So here's my thoughts and my personal experience on offering over asking price on a property. It's a property that you really love. And if it's a lot of competition, because maybe it's a great property in a great location, sometimes you have to offer over asking price, but you're looking at the future appreciation of the property. So the condo I bought in Dallas in like 2015, I want to say, I think it was being offered for $255,000 and offered $258,000 on the property. And my offer was actually not accepted. The first offer actually dropped out. So my offer of two fifty eight dollars was actually accepted on the property. So I came in second offering just $3,000 over asking price. But it was a property that I really loved. I knew the location was top notch. It was next to a park. It had a view of like the Dallas skyline. You're probably thinking two fifty five for for that view. Yeah, this was 2015 in the, the Dallas area. So that property has appreciated a lot since that purchase. And my goal was to live in the property and then have a property that was nice enough to potentially rent out to people in the future. That was my vision for the property. So you need to have some sort of vision if you're offering over asking price on a property. Maybe your vision is, hey, this is my forever home. I love the location. Properties don't come up a lot in this neighborhood. And hey, I don't really care if I offer over $30,000, $40,000 over this property because I'm here for the long haul and I have the savings to do whatever I need to do. So there are different factors that come into play when it's like, hey, should I offer over ask or not over ask for a property? Results will obviously vary for your area, but these are the average home prices paid by the people surveyed. So between 100K and 300K was about 27% of people. Between 
300K and 600K, about 35% of the population. 600 to 900K, about 26% of people. And over $900,000, 10% of the population bought homes over that amount. Now let's talk about how many offers the average person had to make to get their offer accepted. This bit of data is very important because I think we always heard the extreme scenarios where it's like, hey, I had to make 20 offers on a property. I had to make 30 offers on a property. I had to drive around for six months to find a property. You obviously hear those stories because nobody's posting, hey, I had to make two offers on a property and I got it accepted. You're not hearing those scenarios. You always hear the extreme version. So 80% of people had to make more than one offer on a property, which kind of seems normal, right? But that means that 20% of people made one offer on a property and got their offer accepted. For the people that had to make 10 or more offers on a property, that was 11% of the population. And honestly, when you're on your home search, that's kind of normal. You're probably going to have to make three or four offers in some sort of balanced market for your offer to get accepted. So the percentage of people that got their offer accepted after three offers was 15% and after eight offers was 8%. So once again, you're going to have to make more than one offer no matter what market you're in most likely. This was a wild stat to me. 36% of people surveyed made offers sight unseen. How that broke down was 40% of those were first time home buyers and 25% of those people were multiple time home buyers. So I personally would never buy a home sight unseen unless I really, really knew the area. Maybe it was a new build, but uh, I guess whatever floats your boat to each your own. But yikes, in my opinion. Now, let's analyze how long it took people to actually find a home. So less than a week, actually 8% of people found a property in less than a week. That condo I mentioned that I bought in Dallas in 2015, I found that in less than a week and I actually found it myself and suggested it to my realtor to actually look at the property. This property that I'm in currently, I bought in 2018 with my wife. It took us approximately three months of kind of casually buying in order to buy this property. And so for folks last year, it took about 10% of the population, at least three months in order to buy a property. And it took about 12% of folks, at least six months in order to buy a property. So once again, most markets, you can expect somewhere between one to three months in order to find that perfect property that you're looking for. Perfect property, not confused with your dream home, but, but just meets a good portion of the priorities you have when looking for a property. Speaking of priorities, let's talk about priorities and what folks typically compromised on when it came to a home. So the number one priority was a good neighborhood. About 20% of the folks compromised on whether it was a good neighborhood or not. Next was affordability, the big one. That was important to about 45% of the people surveyed. And of those people, about 35% of them compromised on affordability. Commute was the next one, it's good school district, renovations, and a new home. So there were a lot of compromises that people had to make when going on their home search. And you're going to have to compromise as well, because here's the thing, you're going to write down your list of your top five or top 10 things. Everybody does it. You need to have a list so you know what you're looking for in the first place. You know what your realtor needs to look for. Your realtor knows what they need to look for when going on your home search. But you're going to have to compromise, honestly, no matter what your budget is. If you're buying a $10 million home, Going to have to compromise because oh i didn't have the things that a, a 15 million dollar home had you know if you're buying a 300 home same thing it doesn't have the same things as a 350 000 home so you have to compromise something maybe you should compromising for a smaller house for a better neighborhood but you're most likely going to have to give and take a little bit in your home buying search so be prepared for that now these are the top nine regrets that folks had when purchasing a home can you guess the number one is it is i spent 
too much. About 30% of people surveyed said they spent too much from buying a home. 26% said, hey, I bought too quickly, meaning that, hey, there's better options out there, but I pulled the trigger too quickly. 25% of people surveyed said there's too much maintenance when buying a home. So one of two things happened. One is somebody did like no research. They didn't realize they had to do basic stuff such as, you know, change light bulbs, mow the grass, do yard work. Or someone tried to, you know, buy a cheaper home or a fixer-upper and was like, and thought it'd be easier than it actually was. Once again, be very wary of buying fixer-uppers if you don't have the time and the handiness when it comes to a hammer. Next, 21% said they felt pressure to make an offer. I'm not sure if that's from like parents, societal issues, but you should never feel pressure to make an offer on a property. 17% of the folks that have regrets bought their property sight unseen. Once again, I personally would never do that because to me, you want to walk into a home. There's certain things that you just can't feel from, you know, looking at a home online. It's like, you know, what direction the sun comes in, you know, what the view is from the window. There's certain things that you just can't get from pictures. And obviously, if there's negative things, they're not going to be in the pictures, whether there's a... I'll give you another good example. When I was looking for homes in Dallas, I found this great property, great condo. It had a rooftop deck and all that. And once I got there, I realized it was across the street from like, it was randomly a liquor store across the street from the property. It was in this nice part of uh, Lower Greenville, Dallas, if you know the area. But yeah, I just I just couldn't vibe with the liquor store being across the street. So you're walking out the front door every day and there's a liquor store right there. That just didn't work for me. So that's kind of like a small example of why I always recommend going to view the property or at least having a very trusted friend whose opinion you actually uh, respect to view the property and maybe a friend that's kind of a little addict to you know what I'm saying because they'll probably tell you stuff that other folks will may not want to tell you or may not want to discourage you from buying a home by saying the last three were they didn't like the location that's why I always recommend like driving around the area or at least knowing what the area is about before you buy a home they don't like the neighbors I don't know how much you can do about that right or they don't like the home in general so I'm not understanding why you buy a home you didn't like in the first place but about 10% of people actually paid for their home in cash. I always wonder, like, where do folks get this money in order to pay for these homes in cash? So the number one answer on the survey from 43% of people was, I just make a lot of money, basically. They make a lot of money and they saved a lot of money. So number four on the list at 25% was folks borrowed money from friends and family in order to purchase the home for cash. And then the next down from that was 23% of people was like, hey, I sold my home and I had enough money to buy this property in cash. So maybe, you know, folks that are selling those high dollar amount properties in Cali, moving to like the Midwest and place where home prices are lower. And 16% of people said, hey, they made sacrifices in order to buy a home. And then 15% of people said, hey, I just moved to a location where home prices were cheap. So um, there you go there. Now, this was a surprising stat for me. 60% of people put down more than 20% when buying their first home. I guess all the people I interact with put down less than 20% on buying homes. But here's how this breaks down. So people that put between 21 and 30% was about 20% of people. Going all the way up to folks that put down at least 50% on a home was 9%. And folks that just say, I'm paying everything cash once again was, can you remember? 10% from what I talked about maybe one to two minutes ago. <laughs> Now, what made the home buying process harder than expected? I think this is a good perspective for you, a potential home buyer, so you can understand that other folks are going through the same struggles and challenges that you are. So uh, the folks surveyed about 50 or 45% of them said, hey, they were just stressed out. Yeah, the home buying process is stressful, no matter how much research you've done, but it's less stressful, of course, if you've done your research, you've set your budget, and you have a good team 
in place. 38% just said, hey man, this is too expensive. Another 38% man, it was just hard to find a home. 33% were like, hey man, there's just so much competition out there. And once again, there's less competition on the market today. Interest rates are obviously higher. And so you just have to kind of weigh that when you're talking about your home search. There's gonna be no market where rates are super low and competition is super low and home prices are going down. That's just not a thing that happens in any market. It's basic supply and demand principle. So 29% said, hey, we exceeded our budget. Another 26% hey, the home needed repairs. So once again, if you're trying to go on the cheap end to buy a fixed roofer, I think I've said this three or four times, make sure you actually know how to fix up a property. You may want to consult with a contractor or somebody that's handy with a hammer beforehand if you're planning on paying somebody. Or if you're like, hey, I'm definitely going to do repairs, like whether it's a two or 3K loan or just repairs out of pocket, make sure you're working with a realtor that works with folks that have done these repairs as well because they may be able to give you better perspective on one, how long it would take to fix up and two, maybe the after repair value because you're trying to buy the, the worst property in the best neighborhood, right? 25% said interest rates were too high. 24% said negotiation. So once again, last year was a super, super, super seller's market. There's a lot more room for negotiation now in the buyer's market, even though technically we're still in a seller's market due to the lack of inventory. A, sell, a neutral market by definition is at least six months of inventory. And we actually are under that number. 23% said it was stressful because they had to compromise. You're gonna to have to compromise when you're buying a home. That's just, that's just what it is, right? 22% said they struggled to get financing. So that's making sure that you want to understand how financing works. You can check previous episodes from me on that. And also make sure you're working with a lender that knows how to communicate with you. 17% said they had an unhelpful agent. That's why you always, always, always want to interview your realtor, no matter if they were recommended to you or not, because just because one person vibes with a certain person doesn't mean that you will vibe with them. I'm sure your friends have friends that you don't necessarily vibe with, right? But you vibe with your friends. So you need to make sure that that realtor is a good fit for you because you will be with that realtor for, you know, you'd be riding around with them like all weekend. You may be in the car, you may be trailing the car, but you'll be with that realtor a lot. You need to make sure that you two are a good fit from a personality standpoint. And last but not least, 16% of folks said the seller was just unresponsive. Now let's talk about what emotions the home buying process elicited overall for folks, because it's an emotional process no matter how calculated you are. So overall, folks did have a good experience. Like 66% of people said, hey, they were excited. 55% of people said they had a good experience. But next, of course, was 45% said they were stressed. The home buying process is stressful. There's no way around that. 36% said they were actually prepared and going all the way down to the bottom. 13% said they actually had a bad experience. So overall, folks were happy with what transpired during the home buying process, even though they had to compromise here or there. Now let's talk about what made the home buying process easier than expected. So number one, as you probably expected, is the realtor. That's why the realtor gets paid the, the big bucks, right? Because they're the person that's helping quarterback the biggest financial decision of your life and hopefully helping through the process, helping you be stay calm throughout the process, help, help you set expectations during your home buying process. 41% said, hey, financing was easy, which is why it's important to have a good lender who can communicate with you what's going on and make sure that you understand the loan process and also have your ducks in a row. The better your credit profile is, honestly, the easier it is for you and the lender. You can have a crappy lender, but like a great credit profile and it's easier for you to qualify. And so uh, lastly, at 20%, some folks did not have to negotiate 
on their offer tomorrow. But uh, yeah, even during the hot market, 20% of people did not have to negotiate. There you go. Hopefully it helped add some perspective to your home search, whether it's in 2023, 24, or whenever. The home buying process is not going to be easy, but it should be very rewarding. So I'm in the Dallas area. If I can help you with your home buying journey, I love to, but I can also connect you with folks in all 50 states. So feel free to contact me. But as always, buy land. Rumor has it they're not making any more of it.